the Calgary Flames have wrapped up their month of January and are moving on to the month of February. But before we do that, why don't we start and give some progress reports before those final report cards in the spring. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. You know, we went over the point leaders and all of the progress that the team has made, but what, what if we break it down to, to individuals, you know? I think that it would be a... A very fair time to start doing that because everybody has to contribute. And are we seeing that? So today we're going to start with the goalies and work our way up to the forwards. But before we do that, please make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course on YouTube as well. So we can have a little discussion in the comments. And um, follow me on Twitter as well at Jess Belmosto. So, you know... Goaltending has been a hot-button subject here with the Calgary Flames fans. And I think that is a very fair, uh, you know, conversation to have. I think we do finally have a little bit of a goalie controversy brewing. I joked about one earlier in the season. I joked about one when I started hosting the show back in 2020. But it has finally, finally hit us. So let's take a look at Jacob Markstrom's split for the month of January and of course I am going to be sharing my screen which is something uh is very helpful to look at if you are a visual person like me so you can see this on YouTube if you're not listening over there okay so let's see January he played seven games he started seven games I did not realize it was this bad. Oh my goodness. One, four, and one with a 3.21 save or goal, sorry, a 3.21 goals against average and an 8.86 save percentage. So that's not good. That is not very good at all. That That is quite, quite awful. That is not the Jacob Markstrom that we are familiar with. That is, uh, I don't even know if that's Jacob Markstrom that the Canucks are all too familiar with, and that's saying something. So I do think that it is obvious, and it is very fair to say that Markstrom has struggled this season for whatever the case may be. I don't think it's fair to pinpoint it on just one thing. I think it could be a culmination of things. Could it just be a natural regression after having such a phenomenal season last year? Sure. Could it be outside factors like him having a baby soon? Could it be, you know, he feels like his job is in danger because, you know, his confidence is shaky and Dan Vladar is just heating up when he, ha- when he, when he is, or, you know, is Jacob Markstrom not the goaltender that everyone, you know, kind of pegged him to be. And, you know, he is, he's, 
just turned 31 here. Oh, literally 33. <laughs> um, as y'all can tell, math is clearly my strong suit. He just turned 33. So he is, you know, unfortunately on that quote unquote wrong side of 30. For his month of January performance, I'm going to give him... I think I'm just going to give him a D. You know, I, I can't fail him. He, he at least got one one win. Okay? <laughs> he got one win. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what uh, Dan Vladar has had cooking up for us through the month of January. And let's just uh, make sure I'm sharing the right screen here. All right, so this is always the fun part here. But, you know, I think the thing about goaltending is just the fact that it isn't something that is predictable. It isn't something that is really measurable other than really these stats. And, you know, Dan Vladar has had a phenomenal season and you just got to keep rooting for him. You need at least one of your goalies to be hot. And if that's the backup, that's the backup, you know, you take what you can get. And uh, Dan Vladar played in six games through the month of January and he five Oh and one, you know, that's, that's phenomenal for him. I think that's good for early any goaltender that's <laughs> winning, you know, 90% of those games. And then of course, with a 2-6-3 goals against, um, that is significantly lower than Markstrom's 3, what was it, 3-2. Um, and of course, a save percentage of a 9.08. A 9.08 is really where you want your starter to be. I think that, you know, even obviously like a little bit higher, like 9-10s area, Um but if your if your backup goalie is in the nine hundreds, I feel like you're doing uh, a good job. Um, I think even though even though Markstrom has slid a lot this season, ha being able to rely on Vladar has been a huge, huge relief for the Flames. And you know, it does feel like this team plays differently in front of Vladar. And it feels like they're able to win where they just kind of give up on Jacob Markstrom. It's the offense that craps out in front of Jacob Markstrom. Because we saw with uh, Brian Bastin last week, or sorry, Monday's episode, he talked about how the Flames defense is 10% above the league's average when they play in front of Markstrom. So it's not the defense. It's time to start looking at your forward lines there. But, you know, Dan Vladar had a phenomenal absolutely phenomenal month of January and I, I have to give him an A minus you know B plus A minus I think that you know he came in during the St. Louis game and he he was expecting to get a night off and it it was not a night off for him it was in fact a much uh, appreciated stop you know stop on in stop in on his way to work but Coming up next, we are going to make our way through the defensive uh, pairings and talk all about them as we roll on through our midseason report cards. But before we do that, 
please allow me to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. I'm so excited to have uh, FanDuel brought on as one of our sponsorships because they are doing this super cool called First Bet No Sweat for the Super Bowl, and it is awesome, okay? Like, there there aren't too many things that I get excited, like, truly excited about on the internet, but this is one of them. And uh, it, if you're new to FanDuel, this is, this is for you. This is for you because they have so many great features that make sports betting fun and easy. Right now, FanDuel is doing uh, the first, like I said, the first bet, or sorry, no sweat first bet. And you can bet on Super Bowl 57 and you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. That's that's all you like to see. You know, I bet on CD Lamb. Uh, scoring a touchdown in the first game of the season and he didn't do that but he did it against the Bucks in the playoffs so you know what I didn't bet on that and I'm a clown for that but get situated with FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on if you are new here or uh for whatever reason, haven't decided to follow me on Twitter. Hi, um, <laughs> my Twitter is at Jess Belmosto, so you can absolutely follow along there. And we we have fun there. We, we talk a lot about sports. We talk about music and lots of fun stuff. So I am going to uh, the, the Flames defense. You know, I feel like it is a defense can kind of be a very difficult thing to to measure because you know when when we look at goalies we're looking at their save percentages their goals against their goals above expected but then when you look at goaltender or sorry your forwards you're looking at you know point totals you're looking at uh, how strong they look on the forecheck and whatever whatever the case may be right and you're looking at the point totals, the goals, this, that, and the other. And it, it's not always that easy. But I do want to talk about, of course, uh, some of the defensemen today. Because we don't have time to run through all of these. But our good friend, Rasmus Anderson. Let me pull up his page and share the screen with you. But Rasmus Anderson, at the ripe old age of 26, is having himself quite the year I believe that he is having a career year Uh, well he's on pace certainly last season he capped out at 50 points and right now he has 33 through 50 games so I wouldn't be surprised if we see something exciting uh, another career year from him he's having the time of his life in I believe Mexico with um, Andre Burkowski and Anderson's wife and of course little baby Benji through the month of January Rasmus Anderson played 12 games and had six total points I'm gonna be honest with you that's that's pretty good for a defenseman the month of December was a monster month for him he had 11 points in November he had nine so I unbelievable and this is a very interesting thing to look at here, but uh, on 
where was it? He has the most points on Sundays. No, sorry, Saturdays. Saturdays, he has 12. <laughs> when he plays on Saturdays, he has 12 points. So he has two goals and 10 assists through 12 Saturdays. So that's, you know, interesting, you know, so hopefully the Flames can keep up on um, the Saturday game so our buddy can keep racking up those points. But for Rasmus Anderson, it's not just about him stepping up offensively. To me, it's watching him step into this role truly as that first pairing defenseman. He came in early in his career playing with uh, Gio, and Gio was able to take him under his wing and, you know, kind of mold him early on. And, of course, with the Flames, they kind of went through that weird little rotating door of revolving door, rather, of coaches. So, you know, early in his career, Anderson really didn't have much stability. So for him to be playing, what is this, like, technically two and a half seasons now under Daryl Sutter. I think he's doing pretty well. I think that he has, again, taken those giant steps. And I think playing with players like Noah Hannafin, like, uh, Ra well, he is Rasmus Anderson, <laughs> uh, you know, Noah Hannafin, Mackenzie Weger, Chris Tanev, Oliver Shillington. I think that it, it's been a great learning experience for him and it's shown. I think that he has, come into his own as a player and it is something that we should be appreciating because it's not just it, it's it's great he's doing what you want him to do and another 26 year old in Noah Hannafin I feel like he's been in the league for so much longer but he just turned 26 in this or sorry January 25th and he, I thought that said he played for Columbus. And I was like, NHL, get your stuff together. But he didn't, uh, he played 12 games through the month of January and had five points. You know, like I mentioned, you're, you aren't looking at your defensemen to, to score. I think that Noah Hannafin has picked up his, uh, you know, offensive game a little bit. He has absolutely shooting the puck more we have seen him really you know have confidence in terms of his offensive abilities but I also think that he is growing and he's not afraid to get down and into it I, he's had the two fights this season and nothing but love for Noah Hannafin but I don't think when I think of Noah Hannafin I just think of this pretty boy from you know, the first round that the Carolina Hurricanes drafted. And a fantastic defenseman. But I don't think of, you know, uh, him getting scrappy. But he has had, uh, he he had zero penalty minutes through the month of January. Let's give him a round of applause for that. Because that is rather impressive. But, you know, I, I do think that he is up there with Rasmus Anderson in terms of taking those steps forward in their um, development in terms of, you know, their ceiling, if you will. And he's coming up on a very big contract year. I believe it's next year. And the Flames are going to have to do some figuring out because I don't know what what we may see here. I don't. 
And um, it's, a, it's a little scary when you start thinking about the numbers these defensemen are making now. They're like what your top line forwards used to make. So you got to be got to be careful with spending, of course, and what your long term picture is. And who knows if he even wants to stay here. So <laughs> thank you, Noah Hannafin. I hope that you uh, continue your success here. Let's take a look at Nikita Zadorov because Zadorov has had himself a season. Again, another 26, 27 year old. He's going to be 28 in, oh my goodness, 28 in April. That is, he's not that much older than me. He's eight months older than me. Interesting. So through the month of January, he had six points. He had four goals. That right there is a fluke because he is not <laughs> he is not a goal scoring defenseman. He is not, you know, a Rasmus Anderson. He is not a Charlie McAvoy, a Kale McCarr, Adam Fox. He isn't that. And that's that's just not the game he plays. You know, he's like how tall is he? Six six? Yeah, he's 6'6", 250 pounds. He is a big boy who goes out there and throws his body around. And that is why Daryl Sutter traded for him. And <laughs> just for the fact that he scored four goals in 12 games is incredible to me. I'm pretty sure he scored in, the, in one of the games where there were only goals from the blue liners. There was nothing from... From the forward group. And that my friends. Is is talent. And Nikita Zadorov scoring against you. That's. I feel like that is. Uh, again. Something you don't see that often. But you know. I am proud of Zadorov. And how far he has come this season. In terms of taking penalties. You look right here. November he took. Oh my god. This is so bad. He took 21 minutes, penalty minutes, 21 penalty minutes, and then he dropped down to 10 and then 8. So uh, his worst, quote-unquote, worst day is Tuesday where he is – he's racked himself up 11 penalty minutes on Tuesdays. You know, that's fine. Whatever. He's. I think that he is playing so much better, and he, he does still go out there and take penalties, but clearly – uh, not as much as we are, we have been used to seeing, and that's okay. So let's keep trending in this direction, and um, you will also earn a um, <laughs> a contract. I believe he is next season as well. So let's see, who else do we have? I think that's I think that's all I'm going to do for the defenseman. And so we can spend the rest of the show talking about our good old friends in the forward group because they do deserve some love. But before we do that, I do want to um, talk about our friends at Built Bar. You guys know that I love my Built Bars. I love, love, love being able to get a giant chunk of protein in one single bar, uh, especially when I'm on the go. I'm someone who rarely has time to cook a meal unless it is something that I know I, I'm meal prepping for. So, you know, to be able to grab a delicious tasting cookies and cream or churros, um, built bar, 
and just fill myself up and keep myself going. I love it. It's great. It tastes like a candy bar and it's good for you with only 130 calories, four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. So that, that is pretty good. If you're close to Sam's Club right now, you can head on over there and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And you can thank me later. So thank you everyone for hanging out with me on Locked on Flames. Tomorrow, Nick is back on the show and he's going to be, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about some fun stuff tomorrow. We have uh, a little bit of, of some silly season, how we would fix the all-star game. Uh, and that's always my, that's always my favorite is when we can get a little creative here. I haven't been giving these players ratings. Um, <laughs> Rasmus Anderson, an A, Noah Hannafin, a B, Nikita Zadorov, he gets an A, easily an A in my book. Um, so sorry about that. But Tyler Toffoli had a huge month too. He had three goals. And nine assists through 12 games. So he was averaging about a point per game. And that is something you love to see here. You know, I think for him to really be settled in on that top line with Dylan Dubé and Elias Lindholm is, is what this team needs. They needed to figure out a way to compromise and make up for the departures in um, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. And I think that... You know, Tyler Toffoli was the right choice to move up there. I think that it's fair to move him up there. He has deserved it. He has paid his dues and has clearly shown off his talent. And I, I'm sorry, but it it didn't make sense to go out and spend for a big winger when he's right there. So, um, you know, I really enjoy what we're getting out of him and that top line as a whole. I think it's um, it's been it's been good, it's been good. So I I will take it. I I think that he has earned his vacation. I think that it is deserved. And I, you know I have to give him at you know an A minus. Um, he's had one power play goal. Let's let's try to what's the word expand. Let's let's try to increase that through February so we can uh, have something positive to talk about. And, you know, I do give him an A for this month or for last month's performance. I had all these browsers panned up. Uh, let's take a peek at our friend Nazem Kadri, who is that second line center. And we are so grateful to have been able to move Sean Monahan for him. So G through January, he was uh, five goals, four assists, twenty penalty minutes. Naz, we gotta we gotta talk about that. You might be an all star, but it's time to gotta simmer down just just a little bit. He's had two power play goals, and you know that that's pretty good. Uh, so nine points through twelve games is something you absolutely love to see. It's great to see him you know, really starting to come into his own here in Calgary and settle in last month in, or the month before in December, he had 14 points through 16 games. And uh, just in November, he had 
six through 15. So, you know, I think that it is the production's there and it's going to continue to ramp up. I would love to see some, some sort of better option on his wing other than Milan Lucic, because I do think that there is a much needed improvement there and it's not entirely fair. So I will give Kadri a B my, or sorry, B plus uh, for the month of January, and of course, you know, good luck at the All-Star Game. Uh, let's take a peek at our good friend, Andrew Mangiapane. Andrew Mangiapane is 26 years old, 5'10", and 184 pounds. He is about as tiny and scraggly as you get. So, through the month of January, he has, he played... 12 games with three goals and eight assists and four penalty minutes. You know, that is not exactly a Lady Bing winner, but, but, congratulations. You did score some points. Um, this is, wow. This month, or sorry, January was the largest jump in production in his best production month um, so far this season. October, he had four points, November 5, December 6, and January 11. So to see him jump like that, clearly something is working. Something has shifted inside of him, and he feels good enough to play at this level. And I think it's something that the Flames need to continue to foster, and he needs to, you know, be willing to take those next steps. And I think it's absolutely possible for him to do and to maintain. I I have to give him an a, B plus, A minus B plus, just because this month, you know, that that kind of progress is absolutely fantastic. And to be able to rack up uh, almost a point per game there um, with with the schedule that they had, I'll, you know, the Flames are kind of lucky with their schedule and lucky through the second half of the season as well. So, you know, we're going to definitely, hopefully, continue to see a trend here in positive, um, trending in positive directions. But until the end of February, we will have to see where he lands again. And that's all I have for today. Like I said, tomorrow's going to be a fun, fun, silly episode, something that you would typically see in the off season, but you're seeing it now because it is the all-star break. And that is all for me today. So remember to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.